0: Miracle of the machine age. It's a cat, it's a cat named Mo on 102.5 The Bow. Here we go. Cat name, Mo Show. We will be with you for the next two hours. Thank you, Drew, R. Garabo, John Sinning. Had to pick up my boy, Legend, from school today, so I got to listen to a little bit more than I normally do and was entertained a little bit more than I normally am. Uh, apparently... Drew and John also discussed some newfound footage uh, involving the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident. I had seen it prior to them discussing it and had planned on definitely discussing it. We're going to open up with it. And I'm going to tell you what I figured out, not only about the situation, but about myself. Because I did have to ask myself, why am I opening up now the fourth show in a row discussing this incident? And I thought about it as I was doing my day-to-day because unlike most everything that we discuss or make fun of, make light of, or delve into, or or clown on this thing we call the Cat name Mo Show, 8 o'clock, I turn it off. I have to. I don't even really turn it on until 6, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes it's about three to four, five minutes uh, before I get up to speed uh, my own damn self. But unlike all of those other stories, this story has kind of stayed with me and I finally fig- figured it out. It's, it's a story and, and I want you to listen to me and I want you to bear with me for a moment. It's a story that is playing out on the level of a Shakespearean tragedy. To me, I say to me, but I, I I think that you will be able to understand the correlation when I explain it. Will Smith was a was a kid. You know, we first. He first came to light with, you know, obviously parents uh, d- just don't understand the the lighthearted rap he did with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. But it was, and, and then that kind of, you know, brought him to our attention. But he, he, he got the world's attention with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, multiple generations through reruns are familiar with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was, I grew up with it in so much as i was pretty much the same age as him when he was portraying that character and and no pun intended he will smith and it was just fresh it 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 was a it was a different positive funny portrayal of 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 a kid of color trying to make it in a world that he was somewhat unfamiliar with and that was somewhat at odds with who he was so there were parale- parallels with him and myself also the fact that he was there because his father abandoned him that's a direct parallel to my life so i was drawn immediately to the character and and his feelings and his emotions. And then you take, take away the sitcom and let's focus not on the character of the Fresh Prince, but on who Will Smith was and became. You then watch this kid from humble beginnings, very wisely and very and very astutely become the biggest box office draw on the planet for a good moment in time. I mean, arguably, still three decades in, a leading man, which if you want to point to all of the cats that came up with him, uh maybe tom cruise definitely tom cruise is one of the few that you can say also guided his career into 3 plus decades remaining at the top and obviously being interested in film you know i'm i'm watching his 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 movies and you know there's some parallels here or there uh you know with our interest and the kind of things that we could do or would want to do, I would want to do, he was able to do, he had access to do. And then you take his persona as just a person of color looking at another person of color, and you were rooting for him and happy for him because he was... he was in light of you know whatever roadblocks he would have to face, and, and he would know what those were and are, as I know what mine were and are and continue to be and will always be. And he just faced it with an affability, with a smile, with, with, with a personality and persona that just drew you in and made you love that guy. And with one slap, and you can say that I'm wrong, but you would be. With one slap, he killed that persona. The Will Smith that you grew up with, that you watched, if you're of my age, that you watched become one of the most well-liked, humans on the planet that will smith is dead no longer exists can he get back to a reasonable facsimile thereof maybe i don't know he's in his 50s in his apology he said he's a work in progress in your 50s you're not really a work in progress anymore i mean we're always learning We're always able to uh, become better. But by the time you reach 50, you pretty much are the person that you are. And I don't know that there's enough time because the Internet never forgives. The Internet never forgets. I don't know that there's enough time for him to do damage control and become the well-liked, universally loved person that he was when you see someone unleash a moment of violence, like he did. And it was a moment of violence. It was violent. 100% and absolutely. I don't think you can ever look at that person in the same light again. Uh, not unlike an instance of domestic violence, you may be in love with someone, uh, they hit you one time, and you may you may forgive them. It happens all the time, but you don't ever forget that strike. You don't ever forget that that person, even for a moment, had the propensity for that type of expression and and what's difficult and why i've had a a hard time processing what happened is because, as I said, that Will Smith is dead, but he's still walking around, and it's confusing. Unlike Taylor Hawkins, drummer of the Foo Fighters, rest in peace, I never even really got a chance to discuss my feelings about that. But when I found out, I don't know Taylor Hawkins. Unlike Will Smith, I didn't grow up with Taylor Hawkins. I certainly grew up with the Foo Fighters music. I certainly watched documentaries with Taylor Hawkins. I've watched concert footage. I've watched him and Dave Grohl interact. Affable guy. Likeable guy. And so I, 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 I'm, always, I'm always touched with a tinge of sadness in my heart when good people die. Because bad people seem to have long, 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 long lives beyond their relevance and beyond their need to exist. They still live on. But Taylor's gone. And and so I had that, you know, that casual mourning that you have, oh, that sucks. Oh, this is, you know, what's Dave going to do? You have to feel for him. You have to feel for Taylor's family, et cetera, et cetera. Will Smith. And, and, and so that was easy. That was easy to compartmentalize. That was easy to go, okay, the guy was here. The guy is no longer here. I, I, I mourned him. There's nothing I can do. I'm not going to be reminded of his greatness uh, necessarily. Will Smith is a different cat now and he is still going to be walking around and he still has to come to terms with who he now is and who he is now perceived to be. And we have to watch that. And he will now forever be a constant reminder that he is not that brother that I grew up with. And that's, That creates an overwhelming sadness that has compelled me to talk about that incident for four days straight now. I'm going to add on to it because there was another death. Chris Rock, again, humble beginnings, but singularly focused, singularly driven, singularly hoping and achieving to be the best in the field that he chose to move around in. And that's the world of stand-up comedy. He would branch off into other things to varying degrees of success. But it is he undoubtedly became one of our most articulate, Intelligent, uh, biting, uh, soci- socio satirist, uh, or commentators uh, that the world of stand up has ever seen. Chris Rock made it to the top. Made it to the top with a series of stand up specials that made you go, wow. And he was in Tang. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. He was the one that made fun of you in a way that didn't make you mad because you understood the truths that he was forcing you to look at forcing yourself to look at yourself in the mirror but you weren't mad at him because it was because he, he 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 fed it to you with a with a with a brilliant delivery and a smile on his face even though there was that underlying current of not rage but anger at having to Spoon feed you truths that you should have already been aware of. He was the he was the ridiculer, but he was a he was a, he was a gentle ridiculer. He was a purposeful ridiculer, and now he is being shamelessly ridiculed, primarily so because he took the high road. And one of my favorite adages, one of the saddest adages that I know is no good deed goes unpunished. And because Chris Rock took the high road, people are able to make fun of him, make light of the situation, uh, create a game called Slap Chris Rock. Uh, uh, memes all over the planet, internet, ad nauseum, all at his expense. And you have to ask yourself now can Chris Rock ever command the stage with the same power and authority? that command you listen to him and laugh at him as he was ridiculing your own self. He can do that to a degree, but to a degree, the Chris Rock from Bigger and Blacker, the special before that, the specials after that, that Chris Rock, does not exist right now. That Chris Rock died on that stage because he took the high road. But we still have to watch and see what he is now going to become because he will never, he will, he... You had a man and an action that stripped away the dignity, the very dignity of another man in front of the world. And I've spoken briefly about the historical context of black men being slapped for perceived, uh, for the false perception of them speaking out of turn. It was brilliantly portrayed uh, in the great movie In the Heat of the Night, when the detective, Mr. Tibbs, portrayed by Sidney Poitier, Asking questions of the rich white man on the hill, questions any police officer would ask, any detective would ask, is slapped because it's the South and it's in the 60s. And black men weren't supposed to speak out of turn, especially to white men. Now, I'm happy to say Sidney Poitier backhanded the F out of the offender. Rightfully so. But you cannot deny and underestimate and feel sad for the fact that you had a black man go up on a stage in front of the world and slap another black man at a show produced for the first time by a black man. The st- historical subtext in all of that, I find extremely problematic. And then Will turns around and struts down the aisle. And then we finally get the footage of Jada. Spike had asked me the other yesterday because I posted on Facebook. I talked about it on Facebook. I said how Jada, I said how ride or die is a two-way street. And Jada Pinkett had a catastrophic failure of that relationship by not leaning over and attempting to grab or grabbing or standing up or just yelling out, Will, sit down. This is your night. That's a different fight. You have fought for 30 years. To get to this point where you are about to win the Best Actor Oscar. Sit down. I'm good. This is not the place nor the time. She did none of that. Now Spike had asked, how do you know? Well, we got the footage of her laughing once Will sat back down. And every now and again, you can fill in the blanks color in the spaces and understand that if she had tried to stop him, which would imply she recognized the peril, the stupidity, the outrageousness of his actions or the inevitability thereof, that she would not have then been laughing. Catastrophic failure of a relationship. He could have gotten up. There's his win. Because people would have saw, hey, he was ready to defend his wife. She could have said, sit down. And then people would have said, she was smart. Especially after the fact of him winning the Oscar. Good thing Jada told Will to sit down. And nothing bad happened. I've heard a lot of people had a lot of people say, oh, it was a lose-lose situation. No, it was not. There were concrete and absolute wins that were stepped over because of ego, anger, messy relationships that weren't addressed in the right way to the right people, and just plain American stupidity. And yeah, it's been hard for me to shake that. It's been extremely difficult for me to shake the fact that someone I looked up to for X amount of decades in the blink of an eye, the swing of an open hand not only killed himself, but did irrevocable damage to someone else that used his voice to not only make us laugh, but to make a difference. I said a couple of days ago, F you, Will Smith, I take that back. I was angry at him. And now I just feel sad for him. And I feel sad for the people like me that have to watch him carry on after squandering, throwing away, wasting 30 friggin' years of almost absolute perfection. We don't have many of those cats at the top. They only allow us a few. And it's sad that in one moment, we lost two. We'll be back. Cat Named Mo Show. It's a cat named Mo on 102.5 The Bone. Another bone traffic update from the Touch Security Traffic Center. Southbound 275 still has multiple official vehicles on the left shoulder at Himes Avenue in Tampa, but traffic is still moving. Not very fast, but it's moving. In fact, if you're trying to go north on 275 in Tampa today, you might be able to walk faster. But again, no accidents causing the problems. Just the entire Bay Area trying to cram into four lanes. And southbound 275 across the Skyway is moving extra slow because of the high winds at to the top of the hump. And when most drivers get up there and feel the the breeze they're kind of wetting themselves a little and standing on the brake the whole way down causing both lanes of traffic to be really slow across the skyway today i'm ethan with your traffic on 102.5 the bone download the free 102.5 the bone app free 102.5 the bone app to listen to tons of on-demand content from your favorite show tons and tons of on-demand content this is incredible from your favorite